This is the final word, Australia, Pakistan Daily, the Benno Kadir Daily, <laughs> Jeff Lemon, Adam Collins in Perth, just outside the Casino Stadium. The sun is setting, uh, as the sun may be setting on Pakistan's hopes in this match, or maybe not. I don't know, Adam, tell me all about the entire day's play in the space of 30 seconds. All right, Australia won the toss, selected the bat on a surface and made a lot of sense to do so. Pakistan said they would as well, which I was pleased by. I was worried they were going to win the toss and bowl. Anyway, Australia, none for 117 at the lunch break. They put on 126 for the first wicket when Usman Khawaja was caught behind from the bowling of Afridi. Warner, as if it were foretold. 15 minutes into the day's play, I knew he was going to make 100. You knew he was going to make 100. All 15,000 people in this ground knew he was going to make 100, and so he did. He's 26 at test level, 20th in Australia. Ended up getting out to a hook shot for 164, I think it was. Between times, Smith made 30-odd. Head got caught at third bound at this ground for the third time, believe it or not, for 30-something as well, maybe 40-something. Uh, there, there was five wickets taken for the entirety of the day for 346. Mitchell Marsh and Alex Carey in the mm -hmm. teams of nights. Bit rusty, bit rusty. I reckon we went 42 yeah, seconds on not, that. I mean, would be you know, my it's guess. Been, it's been a few months. It's been a while. Yeah, you're not in the, you're not in the, in the, in the, the swing of things as yet. Um, I'm also <laughs> not because I should have noted the, the show is brought to you by Seabus Super, who've been looking after yours and other people's superannuation for 40 years. 40 years. You haven't had Super for 40 years, but nonetheless, more that's about what them later. Been doing. Now, okay, let's start. Let's start with a little Davy, the yep. man they call Little, the man they call Davy, uh, because he's both of those things. Now, I know this been, there's been a lot of conversation about whether whether he should be there, whether he should be in the team, whether he's whether he's dipped too much in the last couple of years. Um, but I think at some point you have to zoom out and look at big numbers at times. And today he went past Matthew Hayden's career run tally, Michael Clark's career run tally. The only Australians with more runs, what is it? Uh, Steve Waugh, Ponting, Smith. Border and Steve Smith. Yep. That's it. They're the only Australians who've made more test runs yeah, right. than David Warner. He's had a, a vast career. 26 test hundreds, um, so the Australians with more hundreds, those four plus Clark, Bradman, Hayden. That's it. You know, he's right up there in terms of all-time contributions mm. to Australian test cricket. He loves playing Pakistan, averages, I think, 88 against Pakistan across his career. <laughs> yeah, it was in the 90s before he got out, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. He, he was pushing towards triple figures at that point. And, and I was thinking, maybe the 335 not out is under threat. Well, I, I looked at that knew? too. I looked at and saw 166 not out he was at Adelaide at Stumps day one. I thought, oh, well, good. if he gets to roughly there, and he nearly did, and he would have been far many more than that, um, a great many more than that, rather, at Stumps, had he not got himself out mm -hmm. when he did. It's probably Hall of Fame worthy, but I'll mention it now. Um, he tried to do a standing, a stand-up tall scoop, missed that, then nailed it, a ball or two later for yeah. six, and then couldn't help himself, went a third time. And just when 200 looked inevitable, uh, he was walking off for, you know, yeah. a decent chance will be his last test ton. But, yeah, you're right, all of those numbers are, are noteworthy now with him. The fact that he's done it at an average in excess of 45, yep, there have been great parts of Warner's career and, and not so great parts of Warner's career, but taken in totality, as you're doing there, I think that's the right way of doing it at this stage of his journey. Um, he's going to go down as one mm. of the great Australian test openers. You don't make 8,500 runs in a career unless yeah. you're pretty good at cricket. And, right. and you can have the caveats and you can pick the holes and you can say, well, if you if you take out these bits of the career or put in these bits, then it's different this way. One or the other, root maths, yeah. all the rest yeah. of it. Um, overall, there's not much value in doing that. And I thought... You know, he, oh well, as we discussed, he deserved his spot. We get, we've got we're in quite it's an interesting situation here. Mohamed Rizwan's <laughs> doing some uh, wicket-keeping drills just behind us, <laughs> which has attracted 
an excited crowd um, who are not here to watch our show, but, no, um, but no. we're amongst Br- them. When Brad and I were recording a video before, they I think it might have been the same kids crowded around us and really wanted to be in shot. So let's hope that doesn't happen. We'll see. Now I've said that, maybe they will. This is the other part of the Warner thing was that just how quickly he got out of the blocks. Indeed, they both did. I think Kawaja struck 12 runs, including mm-hmm. two edges from the first Shaheen over. They they really made a point of um, going at sort of four or five and over um, and making sure that there wasn't yep. going to be one of those mornings where they were two or three down cheaply. They were going to make sure that they were out of the blocks quickly and putting pressure straight on the two debutants. I thought they did a halfway decent job of that, but truth told, it was Shaheen they took more runs from yeah. in the opening session than the two blokes at the first time of asking. Well, it was it was some pretty dreadful bowling. Let's be frank about that from Pakistan first up. Um, I mean, interesting selections as far as the bowling attack went. Uh, the, the, you know, the the, the, the long run up um, from Karam the, coming in and then bowling at about 129 k's an hour. Thought he bowled well though. His, yeah. first, you know, his, his second over beat the bat a couple of times. I mean, you know, we're we're with grasping a little bit ball. here. No, yeah. I mean like at the start of the, the no, start but of also the day. With the, with the second year yeah. ball, he, he, he finished yeah. strongly. Um, but there was a lot of dross in the middle. There was a lot of short, sure. wide stuff. There was a lot of particularly to Warney just don't want to do that ever. I don't think um, either of them are going to be taking 200 test wickets, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I, I think they might both play a... They might both uh, get out of this with their reputations not damaged to the extent that Mohammed Musa Khan's mm-hmm. was four years ago, for example. Sure. You know. um, and you're in this interesting kind of position here, right? Because it's 350-ish, but five down, and so yeah. you've got that classic overnight caveat, if you can throw the <laughs> if in. If they get a couple early, then they could maybe keep Australia under 400 and that wouldn't be such a bad result. Yep. More likely what's going to happen is what happens every freaking test match that pretty much in Australia where lower and middle order make a shitload of runs and you end up um, with the visiting team looking down the barrel of 560 or something like that declared. Yeah, well, 346 for five overnight. Australia, we're looking at a 400 for two day, like for most of the day. I reckon mm. even after, say, 60 overs, it still looks like a... I, don't, I can't remember exactly when that, that partnership was broken, what over it was, but around then, at T, let's say, and remembering they only bowled 50 overs until 50 T. 50 overs by T, um, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's feeling very much like, you know, Adelaide four years ago where they were, you know, 400 for two overnight or, or something like that. So they have dragged it back, at least psychologically. They haven't mm-hmm. been in, embarrassed today, Pakistan. Yeah. I don't think that's for, for nothing either. Um, yeah, they were, they were sloppy in the field and not everything went their way and... You know, I suppose when you're fielding on a day like that, things rarely do. Yeah. Um, but I think they just about kept the train on the tracks. Yeah. Uh, it, it could have been worse, absolutely. But if you're ever going to not stuff it up, it needs to be day one of the series. Yeah. And, and this was the thing. So, you know, okay, and Kawaja comes out and looks pretty good as well. And uh, and there would have been so much scrutiny. Like, he would have felt the pressure of needing to come out and not fail after all the attention on him over yep. the last couple of days. Made 41, contributed to that opening stand of 126, I think it was, by the time he was separated. But earlier in that innings, he plays that pull shot. Abdullah Shafiq running back. It looked to me like it was when the ball crossed the line of the sun. You see the shadow across his face, mm. and it makes him blink at just the wrong moment, and he drops that catch running back from well, slip. He didn't actually get a hand on it. It hit his no. sternum, yeah. then hit his boot, and it kicked it you know, into the back corner, 30 yeah. metres over the rope to concede a boundary after all that as it well, to actually, make matters worse. It was Frank Lampard for... For Chelsea in 2005, I think the Champions League game, where he's back to goal in the box, off the sternum, down onto the left 
foot, spins around, left, left foot volley, <laughs> smashes it into the top corner. Incredible stuff. Just didn't quite have the finish, did Abdullah Shafiq. And then you've got the one, the, the one that Warner chips to mid on that goes over the top, sort of parried over the bar. It's yeah, kind of yeah. check, I guess, in this part of the analogy. Uh, what about the Travis Head one that lands you off the back of the bat that lands a metre or two in front of poor old Salmon who bowled all his overs? And True. The, the tra- well, it did work eventually. The trap yes. did work for Travis Head. Yep. That's noteworthy, I think. You know, I don't think he batted poorly, but... Um, I, it might take him a week or two to just adjust. Yep. And I can understand that given the, the, the month that's been for him. Yep. The, kind of getting back into that test match rhythm. He's played that red ball cricket. Well, he also just did the thing that he's, he's been given the license to do, which is go out and smash what you can. And he did. He went after anything with width. There were a couple of balls that were almost off the pitch that you would generally just leave alone. But he was like, no, I am going to make yep. a point of clobbering these for four. Gets out caught at, at, at deep third as he did. When there was the other missed opportunity uh, behind the, the stumps, David Warner, the one, oh, yeah. the, pretty much the only one that turned all day somehow. <laughs> I mean, poor old uh, Argus Salman who was toiling away and bowled a very long spell with his off breaks. And, and he's not the most penetrative off break bowler, but he gets this one to turn. Beats the edge, Warner's down the pitch. Um, it bounces too much for Safras, who can't take it. And then it, it, it goes to Barbara Azam at slip, who just thinks doesn't realise he needs to throw the stumps down. He's just a bit too late, and then he misses the throw. He would have run out Warner from slip had he yeah, thrown it. There, there was the double chance there, wasn't yeah. there? And they, they blew both of them. Just on Salmon, I, I would have picked him anyway. I would have picked him to bat the top seven, just on the yeah. basis of what he's done this year, averaging 47 at test level, a couple of hundreds. Uh, he's been pretty Shit. solid as a oh, contributor. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that like he the configuration feels wrong. Yeah, he, he can be your, your second spinner. spinner. He can be your Glenn Phillips, sure. right? If yeah. you need a Glenn Phillips, yep. and if you and want to stretch it out. Pretty like, much everybody needs won, a Glenn won Phillips. Won the test against... Bangladesh last week. Honestly, but, I mean, Glenn um, Phillips is so useful. I, like, say you're doing like an a, Alan big, Key. a big Christmas shop and you've got a lot of things to get out to the car, <laughs> right? And it's more than one trolley load. Glenn Phillips. Glenn Phillips would pop up. He'd be really useful. He'd like run how many, through. How many bags of shopping could he carry in one go oh, from the car to the, to the kitchen? He, he's, he's, he's a square. Yep. He's entirely geometrically <laughs> symmetrical. He could carry about 43 bags on each arm if he needed to. Um, but he'd also, he'd think ahead. He'd, he'd do something like, why don't I take the heavy sort of cartons of cans and things out now and run them through the scanner and get them in the car while you get the other stuff. That's the kind of thing Glenn Phillips would come up with. Useful. And, and look, I think Salman is is useful. I just reckon they got the kind of configuration yeah. wrong. I don't mind Fahim Ashraf as a cricketer. I like picked up Warner and Karachi and I know he made a golden duck in that innings as well in that, in that test yep. rather in Karachi. But generally speaking, he hasn't played test cricket this year. I can see a role for him because he's clever. He's a clever bowler. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure having him like so far down the list, it's like they've gone They've gone top heavy with batting. A yep. couple of all rounders in the middle there at seven and eight, trusting Safras to bat six when he probably should be seven. Yep. Like, it felt to me like they just overthought it mm-hmm. just a wee bit. I might be proven wrong. They might go out and make 500, and it could be the lower middle order that makes it possible, and yep. we might have a real test match on our hands. But yeah, they really do need to bowl out Australia for mm-hmm. you know, less than 400 to have a chance to, to yep. apply pressure the other way, I reckon. Uh, low score for Labuschagne and LBW for, was it 16 or 18 with yep. the ball nipping back in, burn to review as his, his God-given right. That was the Fahim um, ball, by the way. He yeah. swung it away a number of times and nipped one back. And just on Shaheen, you know, started poorly, bounced back well off the other side of lunch mm-hmm. and then, you know, pitching it up a little bit more and giving the ball a chance to swing, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, who would have thought? Yep, and swung it when he had the, the second new ball as yep. well. And then Steve Smith, another one of these odd Steve Smith innings, uh, what, second ball was it? Climbs into a pull shot, club is that for four, plays a couple of good shots to cross batted shots when they were trying to bump him and then he does that walk about 500 miles outside the off stump and then play at a ball on the the ninth stump line that yes it did deck away from him but he also 
happily could have left it alone because he'd moved across so far. Remember 12 months ago when Smith started that summer in Great Nick, he was talking about how he was playing next to the ball, mm. akin to the way he made the 100 out here at Perth in, yeah, well, across the river, yep. in Perth in 2013, and, and how he continued that through to the summer of 14-15 against India. And you watch back those tapes now. Yep. I mean, that was him playing more traditionally next to the ball and he made that massive adjustment into the 15 Ashes where he was out a number of times going all the way across his stumps most memorably the first day at Trent Bridge and it felt today like he's gone all the way back to that he yeah. was uh, playing at balls routinely on uh, the 6th or 7th stump line I was yep. on commentary when he was out and I described it as a lovely bit of bowling and I thought it was till I watched the replay back and like in a way it was because it he knows that Smith's out there playing it's balls that, that he should be letting go so his, mm. I guess his target is bigger yep. and he can bowl with a more conservative field with the offside stacked as he did um, and it worked for him and, and you know good on him um, you know uh, he, it's his first uh, at Shazad's first wicket in yeah, test cricket like Craig Overton yeah. at Adelaide Oval in 2017 but it was, Steve it was, Smith first up it was, a, it was a good setup because what he does is bowl back of length into the body of the mm. two previous balls um, and then he bowls a little bit wider and gets it to, to nip away and, and Smith just you know, just pokes at it, and he was furious. Like I don't, I've I've seen Steve Smith discombobulated. I don't know if I've seen him as angry walking off the field. He was yelling at himself, like he was he was shout swearing, and he doesn't usually do that sort of thing. He he gesticulates and waves his hands around and does a bit of air monopoly or whatever it is that he's doing. But he doesn't usually <laughs> just just sort of uh, berate himself like that. And he was furious that he played that shot. Yeah, and look, I I I understand why he would feel like against an attack that's not as penetrative as others, he would have faced. Well, talking to one colleague today who, who offered the view that maybe Warner's made club hundreds, which would have had uh, stronger attacks than, than Pakistan had today. So you've got to cash in. That's been the whole story of Australia's pre-match commentary. It's that they want to make sure they give mm. themselves the chance to win every test this summer, right? Yep. And to do that, um, or sorry, to, to fully maximise that, mm. that involves Smith making bulk runs and, you know, 31 or whatever it was. It's a start, it gets him going, but... Yeah, this was the, the, the kind of day where he could have ended up 131 not by the close rather than you know, swearing at himself as he was leaving mm. the field. So Marsh and Kerry to resume tomorrow. Um, important innings for Kerry on 14 and Mitchell Marsh who smacked a couple and looked pretty good at one stage or another. Um, you're going to get a fair bit, of, fair bit of background stuff coming through the marks here. That's now, all part of the fun. It's, it's, all, it's all, all part of the rich texture. Should we move to the Hall of Fame? We probably should. The final word Hall of Fame is brought to you by Seabus Super, who've been with us since the very start. They've been going for 40 years, 8.89% average returns across 39 years in their My Super account. Their, uh, the, the account that we've been talking about is Mohammed Rizwan comes to give away some gloves. That's, that's very kind of him. Maybe that should be in the Hall of Fame. This is our final web moment of the day. Uh, Jeff, uh, yeah, superannuation just... when it was initiated by workers who were willing to sacrifice part of their wages in the short term. Complete carnage here as a... As a, as a batting Fighting glove over comes the over the back here. Can't do much with one glove, fellas. Can't do much with um, one. Uh, Gary Ablett <laughs> did, did a bit did, with one glove. Did you find it or did you lose it? Um, <laughs> reminds, anyway, uh, where are we? Uh, yeah, so uh, f 40 years, Seabus will be in operation as of next year, um, delivering for members. That's why they can keep their fees where they are because all of their profits go back to returns for members. We love being associated with them. Um, the deferred wages uh, process that workers have gone through, the mm. compound interest of that, the returns that go back to members, just a number of the reasons why we are so proud to be yep. in association with them coming up to their milestone year. Alright. Uh, Seabussuper.com.au. Hall of, Hall of Fame, look, you mentioned David Warner earlier, I have to go back to this, it wasn't three times, it was four. Um, he, he's got the ball being bombed in on his shoulder, on the line of leg stump, yep. the right armour over the wicket to the left hander, and he's playing, so he played one of those kind of pick-up scoop 
falling over shots that he played a lot during the World Cup, where yeah, where he he has to fall over to play the shot. There's he no played way, it three times before lunch. There's there's Incredible. no way, there's no way to stay on his feet when he plays the shot basically because he lunges so far across outside off stump and then he gets a ramped sort of angled bat and he gets under the ball and lifts it over fine leg and he did that in the first session and sent it soaring away for six. This wasn't that shot because these were bounces, these were up around shoulder height. But he was stepping across to the offside and trying to get under it and flick the pull shot over the top of fine leg as fine as possible. Misses the first one, goes for it a second time and misses that as well. I sort of just pulled out at the last minute but was shaping to play it. Then he nails the third one that goes for six and he goes, well, fuck it, I'm going to go for four. Um, and it's the fourth one that he gets out to. The trap was turned. Like, it was Moen Ali areas of daft playing that shot at that point. They had everybody out. They had two behind square, the ones in front of square. Everybody's waiting for the top edge off that shot and he duly gives up the, the catch to the backward square. I thought that was it, it, you can say it was tired cricket 40 minutes to stumps. Mm. He'd been bat- out there batting all day but it was still pretty daft yeah, cricket. It did feel a sniffer unnecessary, put yeah. it that way. Well, he could have batted through, come back tomorrow, made a monster. Uh, yeah, and I get it, right? He's playing he that shot care. really well and the two fours he hit were almost better than the six before lunch mm. just with the technical way that he got himself across his stumps and was able to read the play so well and those the delivery was there for that kind of shot um, which is far more a white ball shot than it is a, a red ball shot but such is the majesty of Warner right he's been implementing or he's been injecting I should say white ball shots into his red ball game since day dot and or I the like the fact around, that coming yeah. full yeah and coming full circle right towards the end of his career he's doing a lot more than that a mm. lot more of that than he might have done sort of two or three years ago so um, sort of going out on his terms just on his tempo as well like you know this this will contribute to the conversation about who his replacement ultimately will be because we saw another example today of the kind of pressure David Warner can create in the first session of a test match. Mm-hmm. And Australia, I think, will be looking to replicate that with their next opener rather than having someone uh, who's too similar to Kawaja who had a strike rate of 41 today. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Mm. But you probably wouldn't want, in the modern game, two openers two with exactly those. the same disposition. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's all part of it. Just on Warner, his celebration... Um, I, I don't know what he's going to say in the press conference. I'm not even sure whether he'll do the press conference. but He's doing it. Uh, but the he's way he kind doing of it right now. Kissed the, well, you might know, but this might be redundant, but the way he kissed the glove and, and thrust his right hand in the direction of the commentary box, was it a shh? Was it a blowing a kiss? I think was it was it a, in the direction of the commentary know. box. I think it was in the direction of the players' area where his family would have been. Oh, yeah, okay. Just I a mean, look on his face. It could have been. We'll find out. I'm, I'm speculating. I, I mean, people you know, were definitely goes. keen to interpret it that way because that's the better I story. I watched it back a number of times. He wasn't smiling when he did it. He was doing. Right. He was kind of had a grimace on his face, which made right. me think that it was more a bit of a, you know, Nasser Hussain style, indeed Simon Kadic style, um, okay. famously many years ago, looking up towards those who might have written him off. Maybe one person in particular. Who's to know? I, I, doubt, he'll, I doubt he'll elaborate in the press. I like way. to take an innocent interpretation of things and say he was blowing a kiss to his wife. <laughs> and fair enough. Let him... Let him let him do exactly that. There were other things. All run falls are plenty. To the mm. fat side of the ground here, I counted three. Huge. There might have been more. At least mm. three that I was on commentary for, which is quite unusual in the modern game. Um, I'm sure Thomas Miles, who keeps the, the score sheet of every day, can yep. tell us uh, how many there were. Oh, and yeah. indeed, when was the last time we saw a test playing day with that many? That's, that, that's a retrospective Hall of Fame. It was Thomas Miles at the live show having his uh, wagon wheels that he drew of Glenn Maxwell's <laughs> 201 signed by Glenn Maxwell. That was, that was very sweet. Uh, 
and if I can read my handwriting here. Oh yeah, Travis Head, we only just touched on it, but getting caught at third man. How many times have we and others reflected on the first part of Head's career featuring a number of times, well sorry, two times famously at this ground yeah, against yeah. India, um, putting it down deep third's throat. Um, they had the trap set for it today, three quarters of the way to the boundary line and he duly uh, delivered yeah. and, and gave them the catch. And it was a shocking delivery as well, yeah. like the one he got Nothing out to. It was there. absolute filth. There was a lot of short wide stuff and that was one of them. I think we're going to anyway. see more and more of that in Test cricket, by the way. Like, we saw it in England during the Ashes that, you know, sh short, even not that penetrative, but just consistent short yep. bowling yep. does make batters do things they otherwise wouldn't and live mm -hmm. to regret ultimately. I remember that day at Lords where an entire session where England bowled to Australia, it was ugly, but they mm. took five wickets, right? Yeah. So I, I reckon that as we sort of see more of this work, two wickets in the final session to it today, it's going to be contagious, mm. especially on surfaces that give a little bit to the seamers. And uh, today's did. There was bounce pretty much the whole way through if you hit the seam. So, yeah, more of it tomorrow, maybe when Australia bowl. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. This has been the Final Word Daily. Australia, Pakistan, Perth, day one. Thanks to Seabus, Jeff Lemon, Adam Collins. If you like what we're doing, patron.com slash the final word is where to get more involved. Other than that, we'll see you tomorrow. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future performance. Sorry if I ran into empty